0: you're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma, you can visit us online at theriverdurant.com. We hope this podcast is a blessing to you and you can even bless someone else with it. You ready this morning? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity you've given us to open your word and to receive from your wisdom and your logic. Holy Ghost, you are the great teacher. You've been sent here to teach us and bring us revelation. Open the eyes of our understanding to what we know and may we be revealed and may we be transformed by the image, into the image of Christ Jesus. I thank you that what we've committed unto you, you will perform it. We don't have to. You will. You will perform in us what you have placed in us and bring it to pass as we celebrate and express our joy and happiness about what you've begun in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And I said that on purpose, uh, that way, because He has begun a good work in us. And, and we're going to be talking about... Uh, this is a disclaimer right off the bat. Uh, we are all grown-ups in here. Uh, we're going to be mentioning some words that you probably haven't heard in church before. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. If you don't like those, if you don't like it, just go like this, go like this, and and go like that. Uh, But they're Greek words, and you won't even receive the true message without understanding these Greek words. And when I say these Greek words, you'll understand the significance of what we're talking about. Because without the Greek words and the significance of the words, you really don't understand what that scripture is talking about. Amen? All right. And uh, yesterday I got to speak in Oklahoma City, and I actually got to experience Norman, Oklahoma during, 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 uh, I had to ask, I text Greg, Greg, is there a football game in Norman, Oklahoma today? (laughs) Because that town is converted. (laughs) It goes through transformation. During in, I said, there's got to be an in town football game. I tried to get in a restaurant. <laughs> and it was almost like you didn't qualify if you didn't have something. It's not red. What color is it? Crimson. Crimson, Crimson and green. Well, let's get picky. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, every, this was at 12 o'clock. That's what I brought out there. <gasps> There were red everywhere. I, like, I mean, every car, every... <laughs> I actually kind of figured it out before I text you, but it was... Wow. Anyway, I got to speak at a church in Oklahoma City yesterday, and, and uh, uh, they, uh, I, I don't know how to say it, but it's just... Uh, you guys are just being... You, I share these t- opportunities I have to speak, with you so you understand because you're part of me and i'm a part of you and where i go you go with me you understand i mean that's the way the body of christ i'm not out there doing my own thing if it wasn't for you i couldn't do that you understand i mean that's how the body of christ works that's why that that and this has nothing to do with the message but but that, that that's why when you give into a prophet you receive the prophet's reward when you when you participate when you come in union just not giving, but that's what giving does. It brings you in union. It takes your heart and and this ministry's heart and you put it together. And I guarantee you, this is a principle that will affect what you learn and what you hear and what you receive in your entire life. You try learning something from somebody, whether it's a ministry, a church, a college education you try doing it without investing anything you try go getting a free education you won't honor it you won't respect it you won't even study you may start but you're going to lay off but you invest something you connect with that And this is a principle. I don't know why I'm getting on to this. I guess God wants someone needs to hear this. But it's a principle. See, I used to listen to free free tapes back in the day. We used to hawk tapes. You know what hawking tapes is? That's a Christian term for stealing someone else's material without paying for it. Okay? That's what that was. We used to hawk tapes because we were too poor to receive. I tell you what, you learn to give. I mean, Dwayne Sheriff's ministry... You just not going. Dwayne Sheriff's ministry this year is going to give away four million free postage-paid CDs in one year. They're on the verge of 20 million free CDs, postage paid. I thought that was huge. But what gets me more than that is that there's 4 million people wanting to hear what he's got to say. That's right, Not necessarily does each CD represent a person because one person can have many. But still, if there's that many people hungry. You know, but he's made it available. And so all the, he's, that, that only works because he has people that understand that is a great outreach in a way getting communicating the gospel. And so people within the church specifically give for, that ministry and they put four million in one year i don't think i've given out four (laughs) just kidding (laughs) just kidding but i have gone out and you're a part of that you understand well I mean, you're a part of that you if it, i got i had a text this morning and they're december 2nd december 2nd are you available december 2nd that's a group in henrietta didn't they you know i, I don't beg them to come so they, they didn't schedule the date in november so guess what i'm not going in november i'm hungry oh <laughs> december 2nd okay And you guys, you know, I'm going, I mean, you guys are sending. It's all part of, I was at this church in in, uh, Oklahoma City, and they were just, uh, I I was sharing on, remember last week, and this is where we're going to start our message uh, for the sake of editing this one. (laughs) Um, Last week we shared on, uh, who was here last week, first of all? Okay. Last week we shared on provision land living, Stay where you're seated. Don't get up and go over there. Okay? I'm surprised you didn't sit over there. This over here in front of fresh front row is provision land living. God's provision. Has everybody heard of God's provision before? That's a good thing, right? See, over here is promise land living well what's the difference pastor it's all coming from god yeah but see this over here was just enough for the day and when that ran out you had to have some more from god and then some more from god and it was a provision mindset that the children of israel had that god led them into when they came to the river jordan across the other side and God called them to go into promised land living, a land that truly flows with milk and honey, a land that had grapes this big, a land where there was fields where crops were ripe for harvest that they didn't plant. You understand that? That's where God wanted them to go, into a place. I tell you what, when you this is going to go on for a while, but I'll try to keep my cool, but... And if I say things two or three times, that's just because they're really good. All right? And I like it. If you don't get just... It, maybe you, just, you missed it and i got to say it again for your sake. But I, it just... It just I, whew. Some of this stuff is going to excite me more than it's going to excite you, but that's okay. But God wanted them to live in promised land living. The reason there was a Passover was so there could be a being filled with the Spirit. I'll just say it this way to cut the story short. The reason there was a Passover was so there could be a crossover into the Promised Land. They had to cross over the Jordan. But the first time they came to this river, they didn't cross over. They had a heart of unbelief. So God, in the only way He could take care of them with a heart of unbelief, and He took care of them, He sent them into the desert for 40 years He didn't send them out there not providing for them. He sent them out there providing for them, getting rid of the mindset of unbelief. Because He wanted people to go in. This this is where they got excited yesterday at the church. It was a men's group, and I said, God wanted the... See, see, the, the giants in the land... For 40 years, we're scared of the men of Israel. All the men of Israel had to do was show up. And in the body of Christ, all you got to do is show up because the devil has already been beat up. In their minds, they were already defeated. In their minds, they were already to give up what they got. In their minds, they knew they were going down. And when you know you're going down, you don't fight. You give up because you've been beat up. And all the children of Israel had to do was show up. Into the promised land. They didn't even have to fight. All they had to do was shout. And the walls came down. What kind of fighting is that? Shouting is a declaration of your Confidence i tell you what, the New Covenant is so cool. See, the Old Covenant was based on obedience and sacrifice. The New Covenant is based on passion and confidence. Passion and confidence are the attitudes of the New Covenant where obedience and sacrifice were the attitudes of the Old Covenant. God doesn't want this anymore. He wants passion and confidence. Confidence in His Word, confidence in Him. Well, this morning we're going to begin a series, even though this series is coming out of this this picture that's painted up here of provision land living versus promised land living. God wants us to... See, over here, see, here's a question. Health versus healing. You may want healing, but if you're just going after healing, you're going to have to get healing again and again, and again. If you have health, you never get sick. Yeah, See, meeting, God meeting your financial need, He'll have to do it again, and again, and it's going to be based on your obedience, and your sacrifice, and woe with you. This is what God did, but this is what the Father does. Jesus told his disciples to go wait in the upper room for the promise of the... Not God. I'm going to jump ahead in my notes. This is too cool. Let me read this, and you know how good I am with notes. Oh gosh, I still can't read. Look what it says in this verse. This is so cool. I hope it came out. Luke chapter 12, verse 33. We're going to get back to this. I'm just jumping ahead. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's. It doesn't say God's, it says it's your father's good pleasure. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Oh, y'all, y'all sit there like you didn't hear this. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not even faking this. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the entire kingdom. Oh. I'm going to say it again. It is your Father's pleasure to give you all His kingdom. All His kingdom. Every bit of it. Every cattle on a million zillion hills. You know, we don't understand this, or we, sh- we wouldn't be sitting still. It is God, your Father's pleasure. Think about the kingdom of heaven coming on this earth. You bring translated into that kingdom when you're born again, and it's your Father's pleasure to give you all of it, not some of it. I I, I mean, I'm just like my brain. My brain can't even... The Apostle Paul said, this grace was given that I preach amongst the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches. We're going to get into pleasure. We're going to talk about pleasure. Because the church has been told that pleasure was bad. You'll you'll start picking out all those scriptures in the the Bible that talks about, oh, you that seek pleasure. But guess what? Not only does it give God pleasure to give you the kingdom, He's given His pleasure in the kingdom for you to get in. He wants you to experience His pleasure. He wants you to have pleasure in Him and in His kingdom. He wants you to take, to taste, and see that the Lord is good. He wants you to participate with what He's provided he doesn't want you to live in the land of provision. You've been translated into the kingdom where God wants it's, a, and I guarantee you, God does what pleases Him. Yeah. Don't you think? Because He's God, yeah. He set this up. Now, if you're not in the kingdom, if that's and this is where we're going to start. This is this is the understanding. Uh, turn with me to me the book of Second Peter. Oh, we've started, but you know how that goes. This is just all introduction. I love introduction, you know why? Because introduction, you're allowed to go anywhere and knowing that you're going to come back to it. So we will talk about a lot this morning and hopefully in a way that you'll get the whole picture, but not in detail. So if you don't come back next week, guess what? You're not going to get the detail. Got it? And if you come back next week and you weren't here this week, So if someone comes in next week that wasn't here this week, hopefully they'll get the full picture in the details. All right, we'll see how that works. 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, bondservant of the apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained. Say obtained. This is one of those things we're going to go, go back in the weeks to come and talk about obtaining like precious faith. All right? Right now we're just going to go with us by the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things, say all things, that pertain to life and godliness. Now we've talked about this verse before. We're not going to elaborate it on right now, but we will in the weeks to come. But it says here that we have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious yes. provision? No. Promises. Promises. Let me stand over here. So what's been given to us? Great and precious Promises. Now, when a promise has been given, it's no longer a promise. Amen. It is reality. It's done. He's not still promising. See, the problem is the body of Christ is over here, still waiting for the promises of God and Christ our Savior. Oh, you know how the song goes. We're not waiting on the promises. This is the reality of what He promised. See, over here, it says in the book of Hebrews that all these people over here did what they did in faith, not receiving the promise. Not provision. The promise. They had provision. They had provision. And with provision, they could do in faith what they did. But they did what they did in faith not receiving the promise. But is what the scripture says we have received the promises. That means we are now in the reality of the kingdom of heaven on this earth. And it pleases your father to give it all. Amen. this series that we're going to be working on for the next few weeks, I've got a nice little title here. After His Own Kind. That's the title. After His Own Kind, subtitle, Birthing the Promises. That in itself should tell you a lot about what we're talking about. In the book of genesis it says that every seed was going to produce after its own kind in the book of romans it says that there's a group of people that knew god but didn't have any excuse not to be what god was because in nature even the godhead his deity has been put into nature, so we're, we're without excuse, because if you understand nature, you'll be able to understand God. You want me to read it to you? I'll read it to you. It's in Romans chapter 1. It says this, verse 19, it says, Because what may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has shown in uh, it to them. So in other words, God's already shown Himself to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that were made. That's talking about creation. In the beginning, God created nature. And when God created nature, He put His attributes in nature, to display His character. His, I'll just go ahead and read it. It says, His divine nature, it says, uh, understood by the things that were made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So, the very nature of God was put into nature. The very nature of God was put into Nature, so we could see it. Wonder why we call it nature. Nature. And see, nature was everybody say natural. natural. It just was changed when man fell because what was natural was now not God's nature but man's. See, before he fell, it was natural to speak those things that are not as though they are, it was natural. You know what they call... We're going to talk about this in detail as we go along, but the Garden of Eden is called the... I think we shared this last week. Who was here last week? What's the Garden of Eden called? What's Eden? Anybody remember what Eden is? The definition of the word Eden is pleasure. God has had a pleasure. God put man in his pleasure where he didn't have to plant reap our soul wow he was just placed in a kingdom already established where everything he needed was already is already there how many people understand sowing and reaping mm-hmm. as long as we're in this earth that principle remains but you know where it started you know where the principle of sowing and reaping started In the beginning, but it wasn't until after the fall. Because the tree of knowledge of good and evil is also interpreted the knowledge of good and evil and sowing and reaping. It was never God's intent for man to live in that wisdom of having good and evil and having to sow and reap. It was God's intent originally that he lived in his promised land. The word garden means protected place. So within the promised land, there was a protected place, even more special, where he put man. Hmm. Once man sinned and fell, then sowing and reaping takes place, and thus we have had... Listen, doesn't the Bible, doesn't the Bible say this, that there's a land that truly flows with milk and honey? Did they, plant, did they, did they produce the dairy cows? Or did they just take over the dairy cows? Doesn't the scripture say the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the. Doesn't the scripture say there's, there's reaping where you have not. How do these scriptures fit? Over here. There are people in the body of Christ that have sown and have never reaped because they didn't have the faith to reach out and harvest. God, that, 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 that seed is still there to reap in, it is still there for somebody to bring in not for selfish gain, not for ill-gained pleasures, but to express the glory of God on this planet. The Bible talks about those people that are after self-gained pleasures. And these are not the sons of God. The sons of God aren't after self-gained pleasures. It's about living in the kingdom of heaven and expanding the covenant. Man, this is the coolest picture. What we're going to be talking about is within seed remember the phrase seed time and harvest remember every seed produces after its own kind all right and uh, let's read this next verse let's go back up to second uh, to first peter having been born of god excuse me first peter chapter 1 verse 23 new verse first peter chapter 1 verse 23 having been born again not of corruptible seed. Now what's it say? Born again. Now if you've never been born again, this does not apply to you. If you've never been born of water, which you're, if you're here in this room, you've been born of water. The Bible says, you must be, to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born of water and of the Spirit. Born, being born of the water does not mean water baptized. Born, born of water means... Well, when you're pregnant, you're pregnant. But when your water breaks, so you're surrounded by water until your water breaks and you're birthed into this world. You're born into the, You're not born into this world until your water breaks. And that's the beginning of the process. One process has come to an end and another process begins. And we're going to talk about those processes of conception. All three processes. Okay? All the way through birth, and you're going to see how spiritual it is. Because nature, if you understand, does everybody understand how the birds and the bees work? <laughs> Just checking. Because we are going to be talking about the birds and the bees. If you don't want to hear about the birds and the bees and going to get offended, there's other churches that won't offend you you can't believe I'd say something like that when I have empty chairs. But I did. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed. That word seed in the Greek is the word spora. S-P-O-R-A. Guess what word we get from spora? Nope. Oh, see, I'm not the only one, man, I like come on now, spores, spores, that's right, I got you covered, the next verse talks about that, you answer that question next, okay, you was all embarrassed and everything, weren't you, no, that's good, I like that, it says here, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, and that Greek word is spora, but incorruptible, That means the seed that's in you is incorruptible. What else is that seed? Through the word of God, which lives and abides for how long? What does the seed do? The seed that is within you, the spora, lives and abides forever. Who else lives? And abides forever. Do what? Say God. Is He not eternal? See, when His, everybody say DNA. When His DNA was embedded in you, you became the DNA of God. And just like He is, you are now. You are now living and abiding forever ever now what we also need to understand is that we're spirit soul and body what you're going to see is the beautiful picture of the three parts of man the three parts of god the three parts of birthing that take place how many i'll give you a hint how many trimesters are there let, let me start with the easy one. How many, ten, how many commandments in the Ten Commandments? How many trimesters are there in the birthing process? Three. Because in nature, God is revealed. See, God doesn't reveal nature. Nature <laughs> reveals God. That's what you get for sitting on the front row. It says, It says, been born of God, not of corruptible seed or DNA, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because that seed is beginning to transform you because now you live and abide forever. 1 John 3, 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. That's what your scripture says. Now, now I love this passage of scripture, especially on Wednesday night, because I think it's been, I don't know how many years I've been messing people's heads over, on usually on Wednesday night, because they you got time to think about it. But that, that verse right there says, if you've been born of God, you cannot... But in 1 John 1, 8, it says, if you say that you don't sin you're a liar right. yeah. and the truth is not in you but if you've been born of God you don't sin now I, we can take this whole little couple of verses in here and totally mess your brain up and that's the problem with the church is our brains are messed up and we don't know what to think because it's not making sense unless you understand spirit, soul and body yeah. and the process of a seed being planted into of being and then producing fruit because it all goes hand in hand See, in the book of First John, the word sin. Every time I, every time if we were to do the little trick that we play on people, ooh, evil tricks. Every time I mention the word sin, you're usually thinking of some kind of action you perform. But that's not what it's saying, because one's a noun and one's a verb. You're thinking of the verb. Basically, what it's saying is, if you've been born of God, you're not a sinner no more. You're a saint. And once you're a saint, you can't be a sinner no more. And if you're a saint, you can't sin. You cannot. The scripture says, it goes on, it says, you cannot. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed, you know what that word seed means? Sperma. In this verse. You're okay. I told you you were going to be okay. You were just ahead. You just reading my notes. Now, the redness just went away. Whoever has been born of God, what's it saying? Being born, birthed of God. Being conceived. See, when, the, when you're born again, a seed is placed within you. you, you the process has begun. There's a... It's just, it's so, so. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. It's the noun. It says, for his, God's sperma, his seed... That produces after its original kind. God said, Be holy, for I am holy. It wasn't a command of obedience, it was a recognition of realizing what family you belong in. Realizing that, oh, I've got, I'm a a chip off the old block. You understand? that I am a part of the Trinity. I have God's DNA, that Jesus Christ was the first of many brethren. What's that mean? That means He was the first, but there was many coming after Him. Brethren, sons, brothers, family. That once we have, the scripture calls it, there's so many scriptures, an internal inheritance. We have an eternal inheritance. Why? Because we're eternal beings. Where's that eternal inheritance? <laughs> He's given us the whole kingdom. It was his pleasure to say here, my children, everything I've ever created and worked for is yours. If you just wouldn't have been focused on the commandments. Uh-oh. Isn't that what the prodigal son? The second son that was still prodigal? He just didn't leave. The prodigal son left, came back to be a servant just to get his provision. My dad's servants have their daily bread. What's that provision? We're still looking for our daily bread. Get over your daily bread. I hope it molds. I hope you get tired of going around the mountain. It took them 40 years to die out. They didn't change. They didn't repent. (laughs) And them puppets are doing good up there this morning. Bless God. You preach it, brother. That's good preaching up there. If y'all have never seen our puppet show, you can't go see it. Y'all stay right here. (laughs) Y'all can't leave. Got word there's like seven adults up there a while back ago. Anyway, back to what's up. Listen, I hope you get tired of going, I hope you get tired of going around the mountain. I hope you repent from just looking for your daily provision and start living in the promises of God where it truly flow. There is such an abundance over here. See, the scripture says that we're supposed to be generous. You can't be generous if you don't have your needs met. We're supposed to have more than enough so we can give. If you got two coats, give one away. That's 50%. See, over here, sowing and reaping is um, 125 and $0.25 cents tithe. Bless God, I did my 10% right off the top. Bless God. Now, I expect you to give me what I need today because I'm going to do it again next week. Do I believe in tithing? I believe in Jesus. I believe tithing is a principle that we need to live in and bring our life. But I believe this about tithing, that there's going to be a point beyond tithing that you're going to get when you realize, oh, I already have everything and I can give everything because Jesus did. I believe that if you have a clear mental picture, you're going to put yourself under restraints. In your first few years of your Christian life, you may need to discipline yourself and get... See, it's not... Everybody say natural. Is it, was it natural for Adam to live in the Garden of Eden in full abundance? But what was natural changed, right, when he fell, and natural changed. And that's where seed time and harvest, and all this takes place. Does everybody got it? That there now the natural so. That's why the kingdom of heaven is not natural. We're not of this world, we're of that world. And you'll find out the principles of the kingdom of heaven are opposite of what's natural. Is it natural for you to give? Yes. No, it's not. Not in this world. She's of the right kingdom. So you're just of the right kingdom. Because in nature, you can't find a baby saying, here's my bottle, you take it. Here, you take the first couple sucks off this sucker. You know what I'm saying? No, give me. I tried to get a donut hole from... You saw that? As sweet and precious and godly and as angelic as she is, she would not give up a donut hole. And, And she had a bag full. It wasn't that she didn't have enough. She wanted all of them. Does that sound like all of us? I couldn't get nothing. She did. She, My! See, it's not natural. It's not natural. But Tegan went, little smile on his face, and I snatched it. <laughs> but their God, Larry, found great pleasure in giving them abundance. Did you get pleasure in doing that, Larry? See, it's a... I just had to do it that way. Because yeah. they had abundance. <laughs> Spit them up. No, get me back. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. He ain't walking a big old donut hole next week. No. <laughs> but we need to understand that, that over here is provision. I believe in, in practicing things till they become a habit. I believe tithing. I, are you supposed to pray every day? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then make yourself pray every day. Just like you need to make yourself give. Just like you need to make yourself come to church and forsake not the gathering together of the saints. Make yourself do what you know is right to do until it's natural. Until the seed that is in you grows up. That's good preaching. That's good preaching. It's just introduction. I didn't got off the first page. <laughs> i'll say this for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god for all have sinned, but not all are sinners once you've been born of god you're not a sinner and you do not sin anymore well you should have seen what my husband did <laughs> no i should have seen what you did you know what i'm saying we're always doing this you know when when it comes to sin we're always pointing See, but once you're born of God, see, what what is sin? Sin is missing the mark. In the Greek, it literally means once you've been born of God, you can't miss the mark. That's what it's saying. It doesn't mean you're not going to do bad things. It doesn't mean, see, the scripture says that sinning wars against your soul. What it's saying is missing the mark of what, see, not living in this wars against what God's doing, trying to do in your soul that God has started doing something, but the more you live in the whole world, the harder it is for this seed to develop and mature. Now, the scripture says, that, which we just read, that that seed lives and abides forever. So when I use the word abortion or abort, I'm not saying in the weeks to come that that seed that God placed in you, you see, it can never be aborted because it lives and abides forever. It's, it's done. It's sealed. And your spirit man, the seed of God. You have been impregnated with the DNA of God. You're His. Yes. You're a child of His. You're part of His family. And you've been translated into the kingdom in which it was pleasurable for Him to give you all of it, not part of it. Hallelujah. That that kingdom was held in reservation under guardians and stewards called the law until Jesus, the fullness of time come when Jesus came. Then the kingdom came and he was the first fruit. See how the scripture works? That the law was taken away because Jesus is here. Now the Spirit is the governor of this kingdom. And the very the very spirit and power that raised Christ from the dead, not part of it. All of it dwells in you. See what we're going to find out is that during this next few weeks we're going to talk about the things that try to abort the manifestation of of what God's impregnated you with you understand you have been impregnated with God DNA and through the religious mindsets through our old ways of thinking through bad doctrine things like that have kept us kept that seed basically we've aborted the growth we haven't aborted the seed because it lives and abides forever but the growth of that seed hasn't been allowed to grow and mature because we haven't nourished it. And you're going to find out that there's a three tribe masters. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time and a season for every purpose. There's a time to plant and a time to... See, there's a time when you, it's perfect for you to plant the Word in your heart. There's a time that takes nourishment. And there's a time of harvesting. Seed, time, and... Harvesting. Anybody heard of that? Didn't God say that as long as this earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will always be here? See, that's nature. That's the way God planned it to be. And if you can understand that in nature, you can understand that's the way the realm of the Spirit works in God. It's the way things work naturally for God. That there's a time to plant. There's a time for us to... Nurture, or take care of, or garden. And there's a time for birthing. There's a time of reaping. There's a time of harvesting. Whatever words, whichever way you want to look at it, they all fit. Seed, time, and harvest. There's a time, we're, we're going to see, some of us have been told that our faith, that we needed more faith. I've jumped on this for years. I tell you what, God showed me this a long time ago. If you've got the faith to believe in a God you've never seen, to go to a place you've never been to live a life you never knew of, you got the faith to believe for a pair of socks. Amen. You don't need to grow in faith. What is this growing up with faith? Well, I've got to start before I can believe for a whole closet of clothes. I've got to close, I believe for a pair of socks. And I've got to grow in my faith. And you just accepted a God you never seen to go to a the scripture says if you have just a measure, you've got enough to move this mountain into the sea. The Bible says that every man is given faith. It's a gift. You've been given it. You don't have to get it. You have the faith of Kenneth Copeland. No. Whose faith is it that you have? Thank you! The same faith that spoke the world into existence is in you! In this kingdom. It's natural over here. This is the promise of God. She'll be coming. And she comes. But as long as you have this mindset of just enough, bless God. I'm going to hang on until the end. Though, here's my favorite. Y'all have heard my favorite. Though none go with me. Oh, what a cop out. Who wants to go with you when you got just enough? I wouldn't want to go with you either. You're going to find out that we do so many things that abort the process, the the growing of the seed. You've got the faith of God. We're going to read the scriptures that say what God has done in us that we just need to believe and let manifest. See, there's a time of... We're going to use... It's right around Christmas, so it's really cool. We're going to use the story of the Virgin Mary that had the word given to her but fear in her heart. And before God could impregnate her with his word, before conception could take place, before the sperma could conceive. This is nature. If you can understand this process, you can understand how the word is supposed to develop in your life. And you'll find out that there's three different processes of having that word manifest in your life. Just like it says in the book of 1st or 2nd or 3rd John, I pray that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So the manifestation needs to take place out here, but it's going to come as you develop it. And you'll find out that there's pleasure in all three different sections of birthing or conception or giving birth or growth there's pleasure in the beginning there's pleasure in the middle and there's pleasure at the end pleasure is not something for the body of christ to ignore pleasure is something that god wants us to live in and experience the joy of the lord let me read you a scripture and uh, we're going to pick up this is I knew this was going to happen. Uh, I may have to finish my introduction next week. <laughs> oh, Kenny Rogers says, saying a song." He said, "You got to know when to and know when to." Same thing. Simple principle. You got to know when to plant, when to nourish, and when to harvest. The problem is we're trying. We don't nurture we've planted but sometimes we haven't nurtured so we can harvest we give up we abort the process the bible says that when you've done the will of god you need endurance to hang on to the end so you'll receive the manifestation of what you believe for you need endurance man Look at this one. I'm going to read this one. 1 Peter 1 8. Whom having not seen, listen, I'm going to leave you with it. Yeah, I'll leave you with this one. This is so cool. Having not seen, whom having not seen, you love. This is 1 Peter 1 8. Got a question. Now, I could go right here because they got good experience at this. You know what I'm saying? Making babies. (laughs) If you ever made a baby, raise your hand. Okay. Now, when you found out you was pregnant, you got pregnant too, whether you believed it or not, bro. You know what I'm saying? Once you knew, once you were aware that there was life on the inside, did you love it? You loved him or her from... See, life doesn't start at birth. Life starts at conception. Yep, I said it in church. (laughs) Life starts at conception when the sperma of God impregnates. And it's against His will to abort any life, including His Word. We make a big deal, and we need to, about abortion in America. But we need to make a bigger deal about aborting the Word of God in the Christians. Because that's the problem with the church. There's no fruit of the Word we've heard because there's some problem with the in-between. Have you seen your child yet? Not the one that's going to come in the future, but... (laughs) When you, when, after you know you're... You do the little blue. You, you take the little stick and it comes out blue. We're not going to go through the... Or it comes out pink. Whatever, I don't care which color it is. It comes out positive. That life is inside of you. You start loving that even though you haven't Amen. seen it. Amen. Should I read this again? Whom having not seen... Grandma's getting excited over here. <laughs> Yet. (laughs) Everybody say yet. (laughs) And she's not slowing down, bless God. (laughs) Whom having not seen you, what? Love. Because that's the way God means it to be. Even in birth, as soon as you're conceived, you're loved. Having not seen you love, though now... You do not see him, yet believing, you what? Rejoice! With joy inexpressible and full of glory. i got to take this off because it's going to fall off. But I saw my, I'm breaking Ow! Oh! Ah! You can't, you're going to tell somebody and you're so happy. Ah! She's getting up leaving. She does not like this prophetic word. <laughs> what you need to know, is she wants six of them, so I can go until she gets six. I'm safe until she gets six, and I got back up. But it says, even though you hadn't seen, you rejoice with full expression, unexpressed. But is that, the way, is that the way we are when the word is in us? That's the way we should be
1: with the word in us.
0: Are you saying, pastor, are you saying we got to change the way we sit down? Yep. Because if you know that something's conceived, if life is in you, you're going to be happy. You're going to be full of unexpressional joy. And that's what it's saying. That's what it's saying. Because the happier you are about to see the faster it's gonna pop out. Amen. Can I say it that way? That even? Yes. Pop out. I I don't yeah. mean. I know it's not that easy for some women, but some women just <laughs> pop them out. And I know there's sorrow and and pain and stretch marks, and but you know what? Once that baby's out, oh, man. don't you forget about all that. Yeah. See, isn't there joy, see. No more but see, there, there's joy in all, look, there's pleasure in all three. There's pleasure in the, the planting of the seed. There's pleasure in the developing and the nurturing of that seed. And there's pleasure in the production or the birth or the outcome of the seed. Remember, if you can understand nature, you can understand the way God wants to work in you right. through His Word. We're going to continue this in the weeks to come. Everybody stand up. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for your wisdom and your logic that you are proving in us. I thank you that what we've committed unto you, you are going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you, and we are so excited about the process of birthing. Father, I thank you that we are all pregnant with your seed that lives and abides forever. And I thank you that it brings you so great pleasure for us to live in your kingdom that you so pleasurable, so pleasurably gave us to live in. May we find this place and live in this place and dwell in this place and abide in this place because if we abide in this, in you You will abide in us. If we are through you and you flow through us, everything we have and everything we need is already taken care of. Oh God, you are a good God because you became our Father. And because you're our Father, we cry out to you and say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Tell you, there's there's certain things, church, that will... Abort the growth process of the seed in you. But there's other things that will nurture and bring vitamin and nutrients to enhance and grow to a hundredfold. A complete baby. Full of glory. Mm. Holy Spirit, thank you thank you for this is the will of God and all God's people said amen and amen Go ahead.